0: In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today is the second Sunday of the Coptic New Year. And if you notice the words that are being spoken here in the gospel, it's a gospel that we read throughout the year, but in different parts. And so you notice here This is after the the disciples were returned, when they came back to Christ. And now Christ is praying, and he's saying a prayer. But then he says something that we're going to focus on, that we just prayed also in the litany of the gospel. He says, he turned to his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Notice what Christ did here. He just finished a prayer. The prayer was out loud. The prayer was public. But then he turned and spoke to his disciples privately. When you think about this, why would anybody, why would Christ specifically speak in private. Like, isn't his ministry a public ministry? Wasn't he always speaking to crowds, the Sermon on the Mount? People were always around him. Why would he speak in private? The reason is that there was a special message. There was a special message that he wanted to give to the people closest to him, the disciples. And he says something. He says, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. What is he talking about? What are they able to see that prophets and kings are not able to see? Prophets and righteous people are not able to see. And this is very important because this helps us kind of understand this is not Christ just talking to the disciples 2,000 years ago. He's talking to us. He's giving us a personal message. He's saying... Blessed are your eyes, blessed are the eyes of everyone here, for they see something and they hear something that even the best people in the world, the prophets, the people that we read their, their writings in, in the Bible, couldn't see or hear. So what is he talking about? So in the world that we live in today, we see a lot of things we see a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And the church is trying to teach us that it's not just what's at surface value that we need to see. Meaning that God has given us eyes, but it's a matter of how we perceive things that what God is trying to encourage us for or help us truly see, right? For example... Two people can see the same person, a person who is a, a criminal, uh, uh, whatever, a thief, anything. And they can look at this person in two different ways. It's perception. We physically see the same person. If we're sitting here and describing that person, we can describe his physical appearance, we can describe his personality, we can describe, and we can be on the same page. Two people. But how we're supposed to see him or see her is through godly eyes. It's this idea that how we see people and how we perceive situations is what makes us truly a godly person. Because when when Christ is telling the disciples here, who is he talking about? He said, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they, see, for they hear. He's talking about himself, that they're able to see him. Because even the prophets, everybody in the Old Testament, they were pointing at Christ. The, disciples, the, the prophets were, were prophesying about the savior of the world coming, that God would come and save the world, that the world is in need of a savior and God is coming. And they were very detailed in their prophecies. We focus really on the prophecies a lot during Holy Week. But if you go through the scriptures, we see such strong prophecies. Sometimes even, like you read it and you're like, how did anybody misinterpret this? But because we're reading it through a Christian lens, we're reading it through a Christ-centered lens. So we're able to look back at the prophecies and say, oh, this was, this was so clear. When Isaiah talks about uh, God will be born of a virgin, and people were like, what, "What is he talking about?" Now we we see what he's talking about, and it's very uh, clear for us. So, how do we see? How do we truly see the way God wants us to see? Like I said, we can all be looking at different uh, at the same thing, but have different perceptions. So how do we truly find what God wants us to see? When he's telling us, blessed are your eyes, blessed are your ears, for they see and they hear. The first thing the scripture tells us. In the Sermon on the Mount, Christ teaches, he says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. But is this a metaphor? Is this some sort of like, what is God trying to say here? It's clear. It says, if our heart is pure, if our heart is cleaned by God, then we will see God. The problem is, it's like we're with our eyes, we're covering our eyes, or our eyes are covered with sin. It's, we're not able to see clearly. We're not able to see clearly. Many times when when people are fighting, two people are arguing or two people are fighting, they're not listening to each other. It's one person saying one thing, the other person saying their point, and they're just, it's more of a, a battle or an attack rather than a discussion. Because no one is listening, no one is hearing their eyes and their ears are blinded and clogged to to each other to not be able to hear each other. So when God is saying, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the pure in heart, so that for if you are pure in heart, you shall see God. If If we truly see God, if we truly have a pure heart, then we're going to be aware and see God in everybody and everything that we do. Again, same, same thing about situations. Somebody can have a very difficult situation and thank God. And that will encourage them to, to get closer to God and pray and come to church and take communion. And because of this situation, they've gotten closer to God. Sometimes people look at this situation and say, how could you do this, God? Where is God? God does not exist. God is this. God is that. Again, same situation, same person can take it two different ways. So it's a matter of us to really accept and understand that when God has given us an ability to see him, And to see him in others, to see him in in situations. Now, how am I able to see him? Like we said, through purity in heart. Through being able to cleanse myself. To to be able to go to confess. To clean. To be able to, to see things properly. For example, many people, maybe annually or so, will go to see an eye doctor. Why? You go see an eye doctor so that you could potentially correct your vision through glasses, through whatever procedures. The idea is that you need something to help. Many people are okay with a little bit of blurry vision because of the inconvenience of going to make an appointment and buying new glasses and and all that stuff, prescriptions, things like that. But truly, if we want to fix our eyesight, we take that extra step and to go see the physician that will help us properly fix our eyes. And so when we're struggling, when we're struggling to see things, to understand things the way God wants us to understand, our goal is to go to the true physician who's on the altar. And the church gives us the tools. It gives us Of course, Christ himself, first and foremost, the scriptures, the the fathers of confession, all of these tools that allow us to connect to our Lord. The second thing is to see see God or to see um, holiness within anywhere you are. I'll give you an example. I've mentioned this before, but it's very important for us to to understand this. The first thing the priest does when he comes into the church, when there's only one deacon and just no one else here, he opens the veil, he opens the veil. Opening the veil, teaches us or reminds us that we are no longer just in Northridge. We're no longer here on Roscoe Boulevard. We're now in heaven because truly Christ is on the altar. Truly that we are in heaven now. So if we are in heaven now, what else does that mean? That means that there's saints and angels among us, sitting among us, praising among us. Now, many of us come to church and it turns into this routine, but we don't really acknowledge or feel that there are other. People here, right? There's, there's angels and there's saints here. We, we, we struggle with that because we look at things at the surface. That's what we're used to. So if I don't see an angel, there is no angel. If I don't see a saint, there is no saint. But truly, we need to look through holy eyes. Like there's, like as if we have to put on glasses, like with a God prescription, just to God glasses. To be able to see things that the world might not be able to see. The angels that are here. That's why when we pray, the deacons inside are holding candles in certain parts. It's not so that we can see. The light's on, the chandelier is on. I don't need the candle to see anything. But it's for the angels to represent the angels that are there. Or at the final uh, Uh, prayer, when we, when the angel departs, it's not just that we're just saying things. We're actually saying that there's an angel here and we're asking them to pray for us as they return. And then the first, the after we, the, the blessing of the water, then what happens? Abuna closes the veil. Our, our time at, in, in, in heaven has ended. But now, it's, but now, what made this heaven is that Christ is on the altar. So the other aspect of seeing is also to understand. Because just like we say in the lightning of the gospel, we say, Blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. May it be worthy to hear and to act. To hear and to act, to be able to see what's happening. Like some people look at communion and say, this is a blessing. It's not a blessing. It's more than that. If we limit it to a blessing, we're missing the whole point. This is our Lord and Savior on the altar. It's actually God on the altar that we are able to partake of his body and his blood. This is a, it's something that we can repeat as many times as we want. We can experience it as many times as we want, but to really truly understand, again, takes a lot of prayer, It it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of faith to truly see that Christ is on the altar that when I take communion, I'm taking Christ. I'm actually abiding in him and him and I, that now we are one because I partake of him. So blessed are your eyes for they see, requires us to really have faith, to really purify our hearts, purify our minds, in order for us to connect and to see God in the way he truly is. So the first thing we said is uh, to see Christ in people, to see God in people. Second thing is to see God in situations, to see God in situations. The third is to see God in church and around us and in the altar. One more thing about that part about the church a few years ago, or right before COVID, the, the priests got together and actually we even spent some time with the servants to discuss there's a big issue in our church. Sometimes people are dressed inappropriately. And it doesn't have to be like inappropriately, meaning they're, you know, it's, a, it's one type of inappropriate. Inappropriate can be wearing a hoodie to church wearing shorts, wearing whatever that's not appropriate for church. And then we end up talking about it, we end up talking about it. And we realize something, that it's not a matter of setting rules, like when you go into a gym or you you enter into a school, they say, you can't wear this, you can't do this, you can't do this. That's not what the church is. The church is a place of God, the church is a place of holiness, as we get closer to God, as we work on our spiritual life and our holiness, then our decisions will be affected. What I'm wearing, how I speak, who I'm talking to, who are my friends, who, are, who am I dating, what is my relationship look like. All of these things will be affected by how close we get to God. If I am close to God, if I'm working on my relationship with God and I'm delving into the scripture and I'm praying and I'm taking communion, my lifestyle is going to show. It's going to... There's going to be a result of that. My The way I speak, the, what I watch, what I hear, the music I listen to, the people I surround myself with, All of that will be affected. So blessed are your eyes for they see. It doesn't just stop there. It's that we may be worthy to hear and to act based on what we're seeing and what we're hearing. How many sermons have we heard in our lifetime? How many many sermons have we, uh, how many talks have we heard in Sunday school growing up? How many talks have we heard from different people throughout the time? It's not a matter of just hearing talks, but it's about acting on it. It's about my relationship with God, me becoming closer to God, and because of that, I'm able to see Him. Again, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. As we start the new year, the church, last week gave us the focus of St. John the Baptist. Somebody who didn't care what it, what the truth would do to him. He knew the truth. He was a godly person. He wanted the truth to be known. If people didn't like him, if people hated him, if people put him to death, which ended up happening, then so be it. This week, the church is saying, let's try to look at the world, let's look at the people around us, let's look at the situations around us, let's look at the the altar and in the church through a godly lens, and glory be to God forever, amen.